We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to the DFS MLB podcast Friday edition for Saturday's Major League Baseball games. Hi there, baseball fans. I'm Paul Bruno, and I'm joined, as always, by John McKechnie. We are coming at you today with our best recommendations for your FanDuel rosters for Saturday's games, and we'll remind you of the fact that we record this show on Fridays, and that doesn't give us access to Saturday's FanDuel player prices, but we'll try our best to give our most accurate guesses for the pitchers, and we'll go with Friday's batter projections on those values based on the current information available. John, any observations you'd like to share before we get going? Well, first off, I'd like to congratulate your uh, performance in the uh, FanDuel Experts uh, contest last weekend. I believe you finished second, Uh, so that's pretty great. And then uh, did you catch any of Jake Arrieta's no-hitter last night? No, I did not, but I'm hopeful that the luck continues in our time slot. My uh, partner in the first week, Chris Benzine, won first place. I took second, so it's on you to finish strong in tonight's performance, and we'll talk more about the FanDuel plan in the next little while, but uh, I'm pretty excited to see uh, a no-hitter so early in the season. Uh, I I like those big moments in baseball, and it just draws the sport into a great early focus when that kind of thing happens, so I'm pretty happy that, that we've got one under our belts already as the season is less than a month old. Exactly. Well, let's let's roll into the pitching matchups uh, and quick, quickly go through the starting pitchers that we expect uh, in tomorrow's games, John. And we note that all the times that we're talking about here are Eastern Standard Time, so why don't you get us going? 
All righty. Uh, starting us off Saturday, we're going to have an early one in the nation's capital. We're going to have Minnesota and Phil Hughes traveling to the Washington to take on Tanner Roark and the Nationals. Uh, following that up, we actually have a slight change in what Tampa is going to be uh, bringing with them on the mound. I believe Blake Snell, uh, their kind of prized prospect, is going to be making his first career start Saturday. Uh, and he'll be going against Mas- Masahiro Tanaka and the Yankees at 105 p.m. Then after that, we're going to have Oakland and Chris Bassett up at Toronto, uh, who will have J.A. Happ on the mound, the lefty, at 107. After that, we're going to have Cleveland and uh, their ace, Corey Kluber, uh, at Detroit, and Annabelle Sanchez will be on the mound for the Tigers at 110. Following that up, we're going to have uh, Colby Lewis and the Rangers traveling up to the Windy City to face the White Sox with Carlos Rondon, Rodon on the mound at 210. And, uh, John, as some of my loyal, loyal fans and listeners know, I scorekeep for the Blue Jays uh, under the guise of Stats, Inc., and I'll be working that game uh, between Oakland and, and Toronto. It's my first assignment this year. I typically oh, do about time. 20 games a year, and this is my 25th year. So it's my silver anniversary with Stats, Inc. Pretty excited about getting that assignment. That so, is great. So uh, we'll continue with the slate. We got Boston and Clay Buckholz traveling to Houston and against Mike Fires for a 4.05 start. That in the Chicago Cubs with John Lackey, who I like in this matchup, in Cincinnati against Dan Straley and the Reds at 7-10. Then the New York Mets with Steve Matz at Atlanta and Julius Chassin at 7-10, followed by Philadelphia and Charlie Morton at Milwaukee and Chase Anderson at 7-10, and Baltimore bringing Vance Worley to the mound against Kansas City and Chris Medlin at 7-15. All righty, and then wrapping it up with the uh, later starts, we're going to have the Dodgers at uh, the Rockies. We're going to have Kent Maeda on the hill for the Dodgers against Tyler Chatwood for the Rockies. Uh, following that up, we're going to have uh, Pittsburgh heading out to Arizona. We're going to have Juan Nicasio on the hill for the Buccos against uh, Ruby De La Rosa and the Diamondbacks. Following that up, uh, Michael Waka is going to be on the hill for the Cardinals out at Petco Park against the Padres, who will have Robbie Erlin on the hill. Uh, then we're going to have Miami with Jose Fernandez, their ace, going up out to San Francisco uh, to face Jake Peavy. That's a 9.05 start. And then wrapping up the slate on Saturday, we're going to have uh, Seattle and Hisashi Iwakuma going up against uh, Hector Santiago and the Los Angeles Angels. Okay, John, let's get into it, beginning with Saturday's starting pitchers. Tell us who do you like and why, and then I'll counter with my picks, and we'll go through the rest of the rosters uh, like that. Very good. Well, kind of based on what I was saying earlier when we were running through the matchups, we're going to have Blake Snell on the hill for the race, so I'm going to counter that with Masahiro Tanaka, the Yankees ace, at 9,100 going against the Rays. I think Tanaka's gotten off to a solid enough start. I think that price is is pretty much where you'd want him to be. Uh, if it was up in, in the higher 9,000s, you'd probably think twice about it, but I think that's a pretty solid uh, salary for him, and he's going to be pitching at home, and the fact of the matter is the Rays are struggling at the dish, and on the other side, he's going to have a guy making his major league debut at Yankee Stadium. I think he Tanaka's going to get plenty of run support. I think the win, he should be in line for that win, and I think he should rack up some Ks along the way there for you. All right, I'm going to go with a little bit of a cheaper alternative with John Lackey of the Cubs at Cincinnati. I'm pegging his value to be about 6800 bucks. Lackey's been consistently underrated, John, throughout his career, in my opinion, but a close look at his yeah. career reveals that he's posted 
only one losing season since the 20, 2003 year, and that was in 2013, when he pitched well enough, but he didn't get any run support from his Red Sox uh, teammates at right. that time. So far this season, he's a perfect 3-0 and with 22 strikeouts and only five walks in 19 point and two-thirds innings pitched. He should be expecting to get favorable run support with the Cubbies' deep offense, and he also gets a favorable history against Cincinnati's batters going for him in Saturday's matchup. Lackey may not be a sexy pick, but he wins consistently, and that's good enough for me, John. And uh, with Gotta that, I like let's the price too. Let yeah, I like it too. Uh, I, I think that's that's my estimate based on recent values, and I think it's a fair, a pretty good deal value-wise that way. Let's yes. swing into our promo for FanDuel. They've been a great sponsor of ours, and we have a great working relationship, John. The MLB season is here, and that means daily fantasy baseball is back. So we invite our listeners to go back to FanDuel.com, where building a team is easy. Just pick your players, stay under the salary cap, and sit back tonight and watch your team win. Entry fees start at just $1, as low as just $1, and anybody can play. John, uh, it's a fun uh, little thing that FanDuel has created, and, and I'm loving it. I just started playing it this year, and I really enjoy it, and uh, I've had some good success, as you implied, and uh, that helped me feed the bankroll. And I, there's a lot of free games that they offer from time to time, too, which I really enjoy. That's true, and uh, I've I've really enjoyed the the kind of uh, scoring increase as well. I I know that you know it's just three times bigger than what it used to be, but it makes it a little bit more exciting when when you see your hitter, uh, like I had Chris Bryant last night. He goes for sixty points. You know, it's it's an exciting thing. And I also had Arietta in line in that lineup, so that worked out pretty well. Nice, <laughs> but okay. Uh, so FanDuel, in partnership with RotoWire has created the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Championship, where FanDuel and Rotowire are offering an exclusive series of 14 weekly contests for Rotowire readers, culminating in the final on July 10th, which rewards 15,000 in free prizes, including 2,000 for first place. And we invite all of you to join over the 1 million other users who've already won money with FanDuel. It's never too late to join, so come play with me every day over at FanDuel.com. Go to FanDuel.com and click the microphone in the upper right-hand corner. Use my code, RWPOD, and sign up now. We have a, they have a special offer for new users, uh, John. Get a free six-month Rotowire subscription with $25 deposit. You must sign up with my promo code, RWPOD. That's over $60 in value for just $25. Don't forget to use my code, RWPOD. FanDuel.com, where every day is a new season. That's FanDuel.com. Sign up today. Okay, John, let's go into our position-by-position picks. Let's see what batters you have, beginning with the catcher spot. Well, for catchers, uh, I kind of noticed that the, the prices are, are very inflated, uh, more so than, than uh, last week or, or before. Uh, I think it's, you know, it it's plays to the point that a lot of the catchers are having excellent weeks, and you know, you're always going to have a guy like Buster Posey. But for me, I generally am not going to pay up too much for my catcher position. So I'm going to go with Steven Vogt, who's at 2800 And I think you know, in a, in a tournament-type deal, you're going to get a guy that under 3,000 uh, who's a consistent guy, gets on base, can get you some base hits. Uh, I really like Steven Vogt here, plus the fact that he's going to, have, he's going to be drawing the right-handed uh, pitching matchup. Uh, I think that just plays into it. He does uh, hit for power against righties, so I'm going to go with Steven Vogt here. All right, I'm going to counter with uh, Victor Martinez. Oddly, this guy still uh, ranks among 
catcher el eligibility, even though he didn't play behind the plate at all last year, John. So I'm going to take advantage <laughs> of that while, while he still qualifies at the position. And uh, so I take advantage of that and get his power into my lineup. At 37 years of age, he still has the pop, and that's indicated by five extra base hits out of his 11 total knocks so far this season. And he has a 9-for-25 history against starter Corey Kluber. That includes three dingers and is on a five-game win streak to boot. He appears to be eating up lately, so why not throw him in for that paltry sum? I hope he, he goes yard again. What about first base, John? Uh, I'm going to go with Jose Abreu here. There's kind of this logjam of, of first baseman anywhere between that 3400 price range and that 2900 price range. So Abreu kind of sitting near the top of that. Still not going to break the bank, though, for a guy that I think has that potential to be kind of like a 4000 every single day type of guy. So I'm going to take that, that bargain at 3300 He's cheaper than some other options that, that kind of struck me. Uh, so I like him going up against Colby Lewis and the Rangers. I've kind of had a, made the mistake of going against Colby Lewis before, like stacking against him, and have gotten burned. I think Chris Liss, uh, who's one of our uh, football experts, but he likes to play baseball as well. He's mentioned that uh, he's stacked against Colby to mixed results as well. But I'm going to go to the well again tomorrow or Saturday and go with Jose Abreu. Well, I'm going to stay outside the range for the second time that you pointed out here. I'm, for my first baseman, I'm going to go with Miguel Cabrera for 4000 bucks because he owns Corey Kluber. When you see a history of 25, 20 hits and 35 at-bats, you got to go with it, in my opinion. And this, in this sample, it's, it includes five homers and seven extra base hits for the perennial uh, triple crown threat. Anytime a quality power hitter approaches that kind of dominance against a starter, John, I think he's an easy pick for me. And Miggy's not taking, taking flight yet this year, but seeing Kluber on the mound just might be the right tonic to change that. For his part, Kluber's looked awful in, in his three starts this month, too, pitching to a 6.16 ERA through 19 innings pitch. Something's got to give here, and I go with a veteran first baseman. Your second base choice. I'm going to go with Dustin Pedroia here. It's definitely... Kind of, kind of along the lines of what you're saying about your Victor Martinez pick. It's not the most flat, or the uh, John Lackey pick. Like it's not the most flashy thing, but Pedroia has been very consistent, and he uh, finally has started to turn things around at the dish to to like the point where he's fantasy relevant a little bit at this point in the season. Uh, he had his first home run Thursday. Uh, he's hit safely in nine of his last ten games. And moreover, I really like that matchup. The Astros are struggling, and he's going to be going up against Mike Fires. Uh, Fires, I just, I've completely lost my trust in him. I think he's he's going to hit the strike zone uh, with too much frequency. I think Pedroia is going to make him pay, uh, lash some singles or some doubles, get on base, and then have the rest of that uh, pretty powerful lineup behind him drive him in. Well, I'm going to go with a lesser light in terms of uh, how well-known Josh Harrison is in Pittsburgh, but he's being priced at 3000 bucks right now. To me, he's flying under the radar, John, at this mod modest price tag, despite the fact that he has five multi-hit games in his last seven starts. I like the hot stick in this case, and I don't think it's a fluke based on the 302 batting average and 63 at-bats so far this season. So I get this hot uh, bat in the lineup against Ruby De La Rosa, the D-back swingman, who's been very ineffective in his two prior starts this season and, and has a bloated ERA over eight while allowing 18 base runners and only 10 and two-third inning pitch in his five April appearances. Your third base pick. I'm going to go with Mike Moustakis here at 3600 He's not the, the highest-priced third baseman, uh, but I, I really like that matchup. You, you know, 
we, t- we talked about it last week. I'm an Orioles fan, but in this, in this circumstance, I, as an Orioles fan, I've seen Vance Worley pitched for, in uh, the orange and black, and it didn't look particularly impressive. I don't know how he made it out of his last outing, to be honest. Um, so with that, I like Moustakis here. Plus, you add in the fact, I actually read this article on Fangraphs uh, this morning. He's bumped up his exit velocity, average exit velocity by four miles per hour this year. He's up to 94.2 on average, that's what the ball is leaving the bat. So he's not only seeing the ball, he, he's always been able to, to see the ball and make some contact, but he's really driving it now. So going up against Worley, I really like him there. Nice pick. Uh, for my third baseman, I'm going to go with Travis Shaw. He's currently priced at 2900 bucks. I think the Red Sox looked like the, they may have found another top-notch hitter in him. Uh, he, he can play either corner infield position, so that's some versatility that he brings to the table too offensively I note that he's hit safely in eight of his last nine starts and also collected four multi-hit games in his last six outings and that's relegated the Kung Fu Panda to the end of the bench John I think his days in Boston are numbered I think his Mm -hmm. days in baseball might even be numbered for that (laughs) matter but uh, back to Shaw he he gets a good looking matchup when we note that Houston's starting pitcher fires as you implied he's not doing too well he's served up six homers in only 16 and two-third innings pitched so far this year with his own inflated ERA of 648 while allowing an astronomical 23 base runners in that short stint so far this season. So I think Shaw gets on the bases, and he makes, may make a couple of trips around them. Uh, your shortstop pick. Stop pick. Uh, shortstop is where I always try to, try to find some value, fi- find some really lower-priced guys. And you can call me a points chaser for this one because Escobar had probably his best night of the season on Thursday, but I'm going to go with Alcides Escobar at 2400 Going up against Vance Worley, like I said, so you you could be potentially having a like a one-two stack here that's not really going to cost that much when you average out the two players. And I think you know Escobar's going to get on base, and Moose is probably going to move him up over to third or something like that, and then the rest of that lineup can bring him bring him around. So I think the Royals are going to be scoring some runs on Saturday, and I think Alcides Escobar is going to be setting the table. John, you know I think. My first career in financial services makes me uh, a points chaser because I never believed what they used to say at the bottom of the financial statements where uh, past performance is not indicative of future returns. I think it's exactly the opposite. and So, so that's why I'm an avowed points chaser. And a case in point is uh, Freddie Galvis at the shortstop like position for $2,700 in Philadelphia. He's currently riding a six-game hit streak, which is something I like to see picking that hot bat to continue a recent trend. And he's in the middle of the order of a young Phillies lineup that's up and coming. He had a, had a two-homer game in his last start and faces Chase Anderson, who has surrendered uh, a rather high 36 homers during his 283 innings pitch during his brief career, as well as 19 hits and 16 innings pitch over his three April starts. So the ball will be in play, in my opinion, and, and maybe Freddie goes yard again. Uh, your three out, outfield picks, John. Uh, I'm going to... Like I said last week, I, I do like to to pay up a little bit more for my outfielders, so I'm going to give you three quick ones here. I'm going to go with Colby Rasmus, who actually doesn't have a very uh, solid career mark against Clay Buckholtz, who will be facing Saturday, but the way that Rasmus is playing right now, he's he's just getting on base at a greedy rate. I believe uh, he was leading the the American League in walks as of Thursday evening, uh, and he can also mash, too, so I really like him. He's at 3,500. And then a game that, aside from that Orioles-Royals game that I'm going to be targeting, uh, I don't think I'm a genius for saying this, is Dodgers at Rockies. So I'm going to go with Yasiel Puig 
at 4,000 and Jock Peterson at 3,800. I think both of those guys, uh, especially Jock facing a righty, I think they just have that potential to go yard, and I think it's going to happen. I, I, like you, like to save some big bucks for the boppers in the outfield too. And so my three outfield picks, I'll go with Ryan Braun of the uh, the Brewers for $4,400. Braun owns a favorable 8-for-23 history against the Phillies starter Charlie Morton, and he comes into this matchup on a 10-for-22 tear, which includes four extra base hits. He's the well-known cornerstone of that Brewers lineup and still should be regarded as one of the most consistent hitters in the majors, though his luster has been dampened by previous implications that we won't get into here. His fantasy price tag, though, is better than it should be expected, given the profile that I think he still has in the game. I'll back him up with Jay Bruce for $4,100. The Red Slugger is one of those feast or famine power hitters, John. I like the fact that he has 17 hits, and they've produced 15 ribbies in 16 games. He has also shown a penchant for faring much better in his home park, and in April that has translated into a 12 for 36 sample size. And he owns two homers in his 25 at-bat history against Cubs starter Lackey, so I'm looking maybe for number three tomorrow. And finally, with my third outfield pick, I'm going to go with Carlos Gonzalez of the Rockies for $4,200. Carlos has gotten off to a a very good start in 2016, producing a very impressive 367, 415, 683 slash line, which is boosted by his by his higher hitting numbers at home. He has six multi-hit games in his last 10 starts and is an easy pick for me when I look at his profile, the hot hitting power source. I love these streaking power bats, as you know, and I know his opposing pitcher, Kenta Maeda, has had a nice start and has made his maiden voyage around the majors, but will highlight the fact that he served up 19 fly ball outs in his last two starts, thinking that one of those or two may get caught up in the Colorado Jets dream that uh, we all know about in that famous hitter's ballpark. So let's wind it up, John, with your play of the day. I'm going to – I'm hoping that I can uh, hit on the same success I had last week with my pick of the day. I had Justin Bohr. He had 30 points, and then he's kind of went to the twilight zone since, unfortunately. But I'm going to go with uh, Mike Moustakis here. I think – just the way the way that I mentioned earlier, how he's not only making contact like he always has, but he's really just pounding the ball right now and going against Worley and presumably a pretty worn out uh, Orioles bullpen at this point. They're already starting to get taxed this early in the season. I, I just think that uh, the Royals have a very favorable matchup heading into Saturday, and I think Moustakis is the key to it. And for me, I'm going to go with the aforementioned Ryan Braun for Milwaukee. I'll take the veteran slugger who's on a hot hitting streak every time. In Daily Fantasy, you look for that player to build your team around, and only the name will change when I make my picks the rest of the season, John. <laughs> so there you have it. For John McKechnie, I'm Paul Bruno, and we wish you good luck with your FanDuel picks. Come back to listen to our podcast on a daily basis to get an edge on the competition. So long, everybody.